WBNE. Hello from elsewhere. I'm Eni. And I'm Becca. And this episode comes to you straight from or slightly behind the shoulder of every hero you know and love. Because today we're discussing sidekicks and fiction. Hi, Eni. Hi, Becca. As y'all listeners can tell, um, this is not Casey and Valerie. Um, they are off being parents to a brand new baby child. I mean, also their other three children. But uh, most importantly, they're missing uh, because of the brand new baby child that Valerie has had. Hopefully by is, now. Uh, hopefully <laughs> by now. I'm sure is absolutely beautiful because they only make beautiful children. Seriously. Just go look on Casey's Instagram. They're just so beautiful. They're, they're the best. I'm literally about to cry. Oh my god, we just started. <laughs> <laughs> they're just so cute. I love them. Anyway, we know that you're used to uh, Casey's uh, very monotone, deep voice. From WBNE. And uh, Valerie's just exquisite voice. But you got us this yeah. week instead. And also, we're a little bit more chaotic than they are. So enjoy that. Chaotic's a good word, I think. <laughs> Yeah, we're, that's a perfect word for us. Um, we are Becca and Eni from the show Sincerely Us, which is also on the WBNE network. We host a musical theater podcast uh, every Wednesday, sometimes Saturdays, most of the time Saturdays. And we just talk about musical theater. And Casey and Valerie are some of our best friends. And they asked some of the creators, like, hey, does anyone want to host an episode? And me and Eni were like, us. Yep. We were first. We were like, us. Well, we do. About a year, actually a year and a half ago, we actually... We're like, we're going to take a page out of Hello from Elsewhere's book. And yeah. we did an episode all about sidekicks and musical theater. Yeah. Kind of in the same format that Casey and Valerie do their show. And so mm-hmm. when Casey was like, do you guys want to host um, an episode? And we're like, absolutely. We're going to do it on sidekicks because that would yeah. make sense. Because that's yeah. the episode that we stole your whole shtick on. <laughs> yeah. Because um, when they did their episode on villains, we also had an episode about villains coming out this same week. I feel like that's just a common thread for our shows that if we do that one was, an episode, like, that one was purely accidental and coincidental. Yeah, this absolutely. Definitely no, it planned. wasn't planned. <laughs> um, but I, because I was like, well, we've done two Hello from Elsewhere esque episodes, and they already did an episode on villains, so guess we'll do it on sidekicks, which like makes more sense. I feel like I'm much more of a sidekick person than a hero, even though I'm a Gryffindor. Well, that kind of leads me into the all what is it the all important question? So it actually comes from Pix, who asks. What fictional main character do you wish you could be the sidekick to? Sometimes you just don't want to be the main character. You just want to play a role in my friend's awesome uh, awesome journeys, which I completely agree. Like, sometimes I just, I don't want yeah. all the responsibility. Like, I just want to... I don't want to be a main character. I just want to be a little off to the side and helping you do you. So, um, it wouldn't be Hello from Elsewhere with me if I didn't break the rules, because I have two answers. One is, like, one I've always thought of, and the other is, like, a new love of my life that I would like to be the sidekick of. My first one is Annabeth Chase from Percy Jackson, which we'll talk about later. She's one of my people, and you'll figure out why I'm calling her a sidekick and a hero. And the other one is Nikolai from the Shadow and Bone series. He's like a prince pirate that I'm just in love with. And I think it would be so cool to be a pirate. He's not a pirate. He's a privateer. Sorry. But yeah, so I just think it would be so cool to like navigate the sea with him. And also he's like royalty. So that's my answer. What's your answer, Amy? Okay, so I also have two. <laughs> Yay! Um, as Casey is probably editing this, he's rolling his eyes all the way 
to the back of his head because I can never choose one thing. Me Casey's either. Casey's like, give I me your top whole... five and I send him 15 answers. Well, that was like when he was like, what's your all-time favorite story? And I was like, does all of Percy Jackson count? And he's like, no. <laughs> and I was like, that's what I choose though. <laughs> like, that's my choice. Yeah, um, I like, he let me break the rules. <laughs> so I think in the first aspect, I my first answer for me was very very simple i want to be like meredith meredith gray's like fellow like that's who i want to be from gray's anatomy Anatomy. i am obsessed with gray's anatomy (laughs) 16 years later i'm still watching that show um and uh, yeah i would just absolutely love to work alongside this incredible character that shonda rhimes wrote into existence and yeah. uh, I absolutely adore her. And that would be so much fun for me because, I mean, at this point, after 16 years of watching Grey's Anatomy, I'm basically a surgical resident already. Obviously. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my second answer, which I'm surprised isn't yours. Oh, no. Yeah. So I want to be like Alex Claremont-Diaz's best friend. Okay, so I thought of that, but I was like, he's not a hero. Like, I don't consider him a hero. He is a hero. Okay, Alex Claremont Diaz is a (laughs) Latino bisexual, like, first son of the first woman president of the United States. I know. How is he not the hero? See, so I was going to pick... Um, Nora as one of my Nora we're talking about the book Red White and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston which like read it it's it's a little it's very adult but like it's it's like one of the greatest books of yeah, all time yeah there's definitely adult um, material in there I would not recommend it yes. for uh, kids or even or people even, that it makes that yeah anybody that make that that might make you uncomfortable but I think it's a great story of um representation and just like love Mm -hmm. and enemies to lovers kind of shtick that I'm very much into. Yeah. So my original one was that I wanted to be Henry's sidekick because like, I think it would be so interesting to be like, Alex and I would not get along. We are the same person. Uh, We would just fight. Like, we both are too hard-headed. I feel like I would need to be the best friend of Henry. That's how I feel about Henry. Is that I'm anyway. too similar to Henry for yeah. us to be friends, so I would want so to be friends with Alex. Be, I would have to be uh, Percy Okonjo. Like, yeah. I would have to be, like, the flamboyant up, like, friend. Because originally I was going to pick uh, Percy or Nora, who are Alex and Henry's best friends, uh, for one of my sidekicks. But I was like, I don't know if they're considered heroes. I think they're heroes. Um, I think... the. The, the whole book, like, does this whole, uh, especially, like, the last, like, third of the book, is this whole yeah. thing about how Henry is, like, a prince of England and, like, coming out as gay in an establishment that just doesn't even recognize that, you know? And, mm-hmm. and being someone for queer youth to look up to, I think it's very yeah. important. It makes both of them extremely important and both of them the heroes of that of that book the same thing with alex alex is a very brown latino who is working his way up you know through politics and is still figuring out who he is and again is just someone that like all these queer youth and anyone younger than him or younger than him and even people not younger than him can just look up to him do you need a minute (laughs) I'm gonna cry. Sorry. I love that book so much. I need to reread it again right now. Jiminy Crickets. I know, but but that's why, like, I would want to <sighs> just be, like, in their inner circle. 
Yeah, like I want to be I don't want to be a part of the White House trio. Like I don't want to be in the spotlight, but I want to be like that person that they talk to about all of the stuff. I want to be like I don't want to I want to go with you to these events, but I don't want the paparazzi interested in me. Like I just want to be the person What's his that, handler's name that's like that works for his mom that is like uh, is is ends up like engaged uh, to the security guy? Not the security guy. She stayed, she's engaged to Henry's um handler. So Henry's, wow. I can't remember her name, but like that's who I want to be. Yeah, that's his side. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the one that makes sure that he's like on schedule and like not doing stuff he's yeah. not supposed to be doing. I've always said like I've wanted to be, I've always wanted to be friends with like someone who either is like famous in general or famous on the internet because I don't want that fame for myself. I just want to be, I want to ride on someone's coattails, honestly. Like, I don't want to be, like, I will help you do all of the work. I will help you, like, take pictures and, like, brand deals. And I will do all of that. But I don't want to be the face. Yeah. So, like, I would just, I would love to be someone's, like, personal assistant or, yeah. Okay. Like, I, I think that would, so, yes, I agree. Um, But I thought of them but i didn't pick it and now your answer makes me want to cry okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna like even kind of maybe make you think a little bit more if we're strictly speaking like superheroes because i think sidekick is a is a term that when when i hear the word sidekick i immediately think superhero right okay so if let's look at the same question and like give me like your superhero answer so if you could be okay Is it just because Hawkeye is your favorite superhero? Uh, No, because I really like bows and arrows. And I think it would be super cool to be, first of all, um, I'm talking about Hawkeye from the comics because I think it would be super cool to be friends with some, like, the, I don't want to say first, but like the most famous disabled superhero um, because he's deaf in the comics. Uh, I think it would be super interesting. And then also I get to ride the coattails of the Avengers and everyone thinks he's the least important Avenger. And I would just be like the best friend of the quote unquote least important Avenger. Um, I also like that none of his superpowers come from uh, being a superhero. He's not technically a superhero. He's just a hero, which is funny because it's the reason I don't like Batman. But um, his, like, super sight and stuff comes from him being deaf. And so, like, his his senses get, like, super in tuned. So, Hawkeye. But also because he's my favorite Avenger. I was going to say Spider-Man, but I'm too old for Spider-Man. That's fair. Um, I'm torn. Can I guess what your answer is going to be? Sure. Uh, Iron Man. Yes. And Batman. No. Oh, okay. I don't know the second one. Uh, definitely Iron Man, just because I think uh, Tony Stark himself, like, as sarcastic and mm. whatever as he is or was um (laughs) spoilers is extremely intelligent and i would just love to watch Mm. his brain work and like just all of the throughout iron man iron man 2 iron man 3 all of the avenger movies anytime that you see tony stark in a lab or in his like work space like figuring out or in a cave with a box (laughs) in a cave with a box of scraps like working out a problem (laughs) i think is some of my favorite like scenes in the Mm -hmm. in the mcu i also however would love to be like um monica rambo and be like carol danvers (gasps) sidekick because yeah. i don't know that she actually is carol danvers sidekick but in my brain that's how that works i would just want to be carol danvers sidekick whoever that is i honestly would like to be i would like to be like colson where i would just be like assisting on the we side and just get to f- 
we love Coulson in this house, um, and just be like assisting on the side or like I get to go up to Captain America and be like, will you sign my vintage Captain America cards? Like, I just want to be... Or like Maria Like, Hill. I want to... No, I don't like her. Why? Um, I, I just don't. I just think she's so boring and they had so much potential for her and I don't like her. I don't think that they've given her enough... Like, they haven't given her a story yet. Yeah, I know. That's why I don't like her. She's I don't so not potential. like her. I'm just... I would be excited if they would expand her story. Anyway. That's a better way of putting <laughs> we, uh, it. We're like so far into this episode, we haven't even started haven't, going over our say, list. We haven't even defined what a good sidekick is. Yeah. So what to you makes a good sidekick? I think it's someone who is always there for the hero so usually it's like they have a prophecy they have a quest they have these things that they need to do and the sidekick is always the person like assisting them with everything whether that's emotionally physically any of those aspects yeah um so a good sidekick to me has to be like the balance of the hero so like if the hero is like someone who let's just say like they have a big ego or they have anything like that like the sidekick has to be the one that's like no you ain't poop like, come on. Yeah. You're good. So. So to me, I think a sidekick definitely needs to be humble mm. and needs to, like, be um, able to kind of take a, you know, that side role, you know, yeah. and not be jealous or envious or, like, want to be the hero themselves, um, which I think is interesting because I, I know plenty of stories where the sidekicks have turned around and then become the hero. Like, I mean, you talk about, um, I mean, we're not going to talk about Batman and Robin because we're not, but Robin eventually becomes, I think Nightwing is the the yeah. mm-hmm. um, the iteration of Batman that he becomes, but he becomes Batman in, in Nightwing. Yeah. Um, and so there's, there's plenty of instances of that. But I think making exactly what you said, a good sidekick is someone who is just going to be there for, you know, the hero. And I and it's funny because you can say the same thing about friends. Like a good yeah. friend is just someone who, you know, is there for their friend, someone who knows what it is that they need, who kind of like lifts them up when they're down, you know, and, and it's the same thing with sidekicks. But I think that for me, definitely the kind of defining thing is that they're they don't have that like want of being the hero of being in the spotlight of being like the quote-unquote main character this is so i i thought a lot about this when we decided to do this episode um a lot of people like instinctually like if we're talking about harry potter say that ron is harry's sidekick and i don't agree i think hermione is much more of his sidekick um because of what you just said like ron always has like that jealous bit on him like how he wants more attention which makes sense he has you know six other brothers and sisters yeah um but to me hermione is much more of the sidekick to harry because she is the one that assists him with everything like she's the one that especially in the seventh book isn't the one that goes away is the one that is like no like we have to help harry like put everything else aside let's make a plan let's figure this out yeah i think ron is definitely more Harry's friend than yeah. Harry's mm-hmm. sidekick. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Hermione's the one that's always... And for both of them, Hermione's always constantly yes. helping and, and always, like, picking up the slack for them. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially those two. Yeah. Um, so it, it's interesting because Hermione is so much more intelligent than yeah. mm-hmm. Harry and Ron. I feel like that's a common thread. Like, I feel like... Like, not the heroes are dumb, obviously. Like, they can't be dumb. 
Uh, but I feel like the the sidekick is usually the one that's like figuring out the missing pieces and is like their perfect foil. Yeah, that makes sense. So on that note, can I get to my first one? Absolutely. Okay, so on that exact note, um, I want to talk about Annabeth Chase from Percy Jackson. Uh, she is one that starts... I am starts- so surprised. I know. Hi. <laughs> I really love Percy Jackson. If you guys um, recognize Becca's voice from this podcast, <laughs> it's from when Casey asked her what her p- favorite piece of fiction was, was and Percy Becca Jackson. was like, all of Percy Jackson. Yeah. And he like specifically asked me who my favorite character was, and without a beat, I was like, Annabeth Chase. Um, Annabeth, at the beginning of... I'm going to talk about both series kind of as a whole. At the beginning of the first series, she's 12, just like Percy, and is the one that kind of like teaches him all of the stuff that happens in the demigod world and is the one that has been trying to get a quest for literally five years and like none of the gods will give her a quest and then this little boy shows up and gets a quest like right out from under her i always thought Um, she was older than him no i didn't realize that they were the same age yeah they're the exact same age uh i mean i think her birthday i don't know when her birthday is i'm gonna be honest i know when his is but i don't know when hers is um and so they're they're the same age like they she's the one who shows him everything and is kind of like the the voice of the the reader to like explain to them what's going on in the world and all of that um throughout all of the first series it's percy's prophecy he's the one that's going to change the world and she is just she's in the prophecy as well but not as the hero as the other two characters that are going to help Um, And that shows out throughout the whole arc where she's the one that is literally a daughter of Athena, which basically is Ravenclaw. Um, And she is the one that figures out everything. And like everyone in the Percy fandom kind of like jokes about how dumb Percy is because he's pretty dumb. Um, And Annabeth is always like, no, like this is how you solve it. Like, how do you how are you the one that has a quest? Yeah. Very Um, Harry Potter and Hermione. Yes. Very Harry Potter and Hermione. Um, And that's the whole first book. The first series, I mean, um, up until they turn 16. And then the second series is the reason why I would want to be her sidekick, because the second series is about seven demigods and she is that the prophecy is about and she is one of them. And she has like this whole arc with her mother and like she's a huge piece of saving the world because of it. Um, there's literally a book called The Mark of Athena, which is her her mom is Athena. Um, and that whole book is all about her. It's my favorite book in the entire series. But she is the one that like takes the charge in the second series and is the one that becomes the leader. Like even the two boys who are Zeus, literally Zeus and Poseidon's sons, who like should be the leader of the seven, they all look to Annabeth. Like she is the leader of the seven and like makes the decisions and she's one of like those instances where like she went from being a sidekick and like having to prove herself to all of these people and then the second series she's like listen i'm here i'm smarter than all of you (laughs) and then she like literally survives tartarus which is the greek version of hell like she is so awesome um and is like the strongest female character and the only really one of the only female characters i've ever related to but 100 percent, annabeth chase is my favorite sidekick and my favorite hero so i kind of wanted to talk about that <laughs> so annabeth chase always yeah and and what is, what do you think like changed for her between the first series and the second where she kind of was 
I mean, I haven't read the books, so I, 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 I'm not sure, like, how happy she was as in her role as a sidekick. Well, it's it's not a, like, Ron situation where she's, like, jealous the whole time. Like, she definitely is jealous mm-hmm. at the beginning, like Ron. But she's one of those people that, like Hermione, that just wants to get the job done. Mm-hmm. So she kind of, like, does whatever she needs to do in order to do everything and she's really good at at like problem solving and like making a plan um athena is literally the goddess of war and strategy so like she is the one that makes the plan for everything i don't know how happy she is it's hard to tell honestly because we the whole story is from percy's point of view um like the whole first series is from percy's point of view and then we get more of her point of view in the second series but i definitely like from how i feel while Percy was technically the leader in the first one, I definitely felt like it was a Hermione situation where it was like leading him and like making it seem like his idea kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but she's like the perfect foil for him because she, whenever, it, it, again, it reminds me of Harry and Hermione because whenever he's like, maybe I am part of the big three, she does the thing that Hermione does and smacks him. It's like, no, you're not. You're not that great. <laughs> like, keep up. I'm the you're chosen not. one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry. Um, she does that thing where she humbles him right away and she's like you're not that awesome like you literally drool in your sleep like that's the first thing she says to him in the entire series is he wakes up from like this coma and she looks at him and says you drool in your sleep (laughs) like so yeah I just think that she is like if you ever want to hear I, obviously, I can't talk about Percy Jackson without also talking about the musical. Like, the song, My Grand Plan, is, like, the Annabeth song from that show. If you, like, want to know quick crash course of Annabeth's character as a whole, just go listen to that song from the musical. Um, because, like, she just... It's to the point where she wants to be a hero so much that she's like, all right, I'll be the sidekick because, like, you know, like, I'll be... I'll do whatever I need to do to get the job done. And she, like, ends up proving herself and becomes the hero. But, yep. Annabeth Chase. Everyone should love Annabeth Chase and just smother her with love and affection. What's your first one? So my first one, hi, Casey, is R2-D2. <laughs> I could probably do an entire, like, hour, probably more dissertation on as to why R2-D2 is, like, the best sidekick Ever. throughout literally all of the movies and shows, yeah. mm-hmm. except for uh, Mando. Um and yeah, because R2 and I guess C3PO, but whatever. Um, I'm not a huge fan of C3PO. R2 is definitely in the prequels, uh, the original trilogy and the sequels. Yep. And then um, in Clone Wars. Wow. I don't know why that just, the name of that show just escaped my brain. Um, I love the fact that R2 can't really speak English and yet everyone seems to know what he's saying. I absolutely adore the relationship between him and Anakin uh, within the the prequels and Clone Wars mm-hmm. um, because especially in Clone Wars they kind of they elaborate more on how different Anakin treats his droid than like the rest of everyone treats their own droid like I think at, at one point in the series R2 gets lost and, and Anakin, Anakin gets yelled at because he never wipes his memory and so, so R2 has, like, all of these classified, like, documents and plans and schematics and all of the things. And R2 has been lost. 
So I, I just, and he, and he always seems to save the day. Like he's always, always the one that fixes everything and like saves uh, 3PO from being stupid and and also Anakin from being stupid. Yeah. Um, and, and it kind of goes into obviously the original series with Luke mm-hmm. and then the sequels with Rey and, and Luke, I guess. Um <laughs> Well, because, like, he's he's not in The Force Awakens, really. Right. Right? So, um, BB-8 obviously takes over, like, the droid role in mm-hmm. the sequels. But R2 is still, like, the character. Like, the sidekick. And as much as, like, I love Chewie and I love, like, Chewie as, like, Han's sidekick, I think that R2's, like, arc is, like, so much better. And I think he does so much mm-hmm. <laughs> that... No one gives him credit for because he's a droid. You know, right. he's not he's not the rebel pilot. He's literally just a robot. Um, but I I love how much um, character they were able to give him and like and how much attitude he has, regardless of the fact that all he does is beep. Hey, um, happy beeps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I just like again like he is always somehow the one that saves everybody that like fixes the situation that gets Anakin out of like some tremendous trouble that he's gotten himself into and it's just it's he's he's such a great sidekick and then he's he, you know he's a droid so it's not like he wants to I don't know wield a lightsaber and right. like be the Jedi of yeah. the story you know like he's just there to help out whoever he's working with. I mean, he's he's the one that that gives Obi-Wan the message from Leia. Like he's 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 the reason that all of this happens. Yeah. <laughs> like everything exactly. happens. Um so yeah, Artu's is great. He's everyone's sidekick. Yes. He really is. Yeah. He helps every single character. I just don't under like and and I I'm not going to get into it, but it just like it upsets me that Obi-Wan's like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I didn't spend an entire clone war next to that droid right there. <laughs> I'm like I get that George Lucas wrote the original series or the original trilogy before everything else exploded, right? But like still it bothers me. <laughs> You're like the one plot hole in all of this huge space opera that has a million yeah, plot just, holes. Just the one. <laughs> just the one. <laughs> I absolutely um, agree. Yeah. Like when you said you were gonna do R2, I was like, yes, the best absolutely. droid. I think I think the entire Star Wars universe does such a great job with mm-hmm. like the droid sidekick. Yeah. Because we can talk about all of them and I and I know that uh Casey and Valerie have talked about the droids in Star Wars at length. Yeah. Um but you can talk about BB eight, you can talk about K2SO, you can talk about um uh oh my god, don't yell at me. I can't remember Chopper from Rebels. Um, whew, that was close. Uh, you can even talk about C-3PO. You know, he is legitimately just like an, like the the droid that's supposed to help you out. So right. he's just, he's a lot. <laughs> um, I, I think they do such a great job at creating these likable characters who are robots you know like they're not really supposed to have personality they're not supposed to like you're not supposed to feel an emotional connection to them because they're wires and bolts you know but but they the star wars universe and george lucas and and everybody who's written for any of them you know has just like an amazing job at making you feel for these droids and like seeing that they also somehow have like a heart 
Mm-hmm. to like want to help and to like yeah when he sometimes like sacrifice themselves and yeah. like 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 when um in was it the last one of the sequel yeah where where uh 3po has to have his memory wiped yeah and he's like oh i'm just taking a last look of my friends and i'm like you're a robot like stop <laughs> <laughs> you're not supposed to have emotions like that's not what that's supposed to feel like um but it's they just like it's 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 great and and it also helps that they are still droids, so they still yeah. kind of, like, follow orders to yeah. a certain extent. Um, but not always, you know? Yeah. Like, not always. And I think it just makes for a great um, relationships between these, like, heroes and their, like, sidekick droids. R2 is such a good choice. Just all the droids in Star Wars. <laughs> but specifically R2, because R2 spans over, like, all of the... All, all nine of, movies. All of the wars of the stars. Absolutely. <laughs> well if we're going to talk about something that is very on brand for casey we need to talk about something that's very on brand for valerie and i'm including this only for valerie um but my other one is lily moskovitz did i say her name right yes moskovitz uh from the princess diaries she is first of all my favorite character in both movies um she's the best friend of princess mia Um, And she just, like you said at the beginning, like characters should be humble. She is that humble character for Mia. Like she gets into it a little bit when she's like, but you're a princess. Like, you're so cool. And then she's like, no, wait, why do you want to date my brother? (laughs) Like, (laughs) you could do better. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Um, And I just think that like her, first of all, her sassiness. um, And then when Mia starts to like, starts to kind of get a big head. Lily's like, I don't know why you're acting this way right now, um, but this isn't you. And basically, like, you need to knock it off when she's dating that boy with the hair. Yeah, when she gets all cool with all the popular kids at school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lily does a great job at, like, putting her in her place. Like, Absolutely. You're not, you're not all that in a bag of chips. Like, do you remember, like, last week when nobody wanted to talk to you? Exactly. Like, the only reason that they want to talk to you now is because they think that you have this, like, title, which she does. But, you know, because you have this title and all of this stuff, like, they don't like you for you. Like, we, like, I'm your friend because of who you are not because of the title that you have exactly and definitely knocks her down a couple pegs yeah and she does that even in like one of my favorite scenes in all the princess diaries is in the second one when they're like looking through all the princes to set up mia with and Mm -hmm. lily's there and they're all just eating snacks like going through all of the princes yeah it's like it's uh lily and raven simone and And, um, um, charlotte and mia's mom yeah and charlotte yeah And they're just going through them all. And Lily's like, I want that one, though. Like, she's just like, she's the perfect, first of all, comic relief, because that's usually what sidekicks are, right? Like, they're the ones that kind of, like, diffuse the situations and make things funny when the hero is being, like, super angsty. So she's perfect in that aspect because she's easily the funniest character. And I just think that she's, like, the perfect character to be beside Mia and just be, like, her opposite. Like, they're similar in the ways that, like, best friends are um in that they like thing the same things because they're best friends but she's like much more wacky much more like out there um and i just think that she oh and she's like way like more passionate than yeah absolutely like um lily is like very into like all of the causes that she's passionate Uh about and very very passionate just as a person um where mia is a lot more 
um, soft-spoken. Yeah, she's much more passive. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so I just think that she's like the perfect pair with Mia because she she brings out a different side of Mia that most people don't see because she is her best friend. You know, like that's what best friends are supposed to do. Um, so I just think she's the perfect sidekick for Mia. Oh, is it my turn now? Okay. Yeah. So speaking of like comedic relief, I want to talk about Ned from Tom Holland's MCU Spider-Man. The guy in the chair. The guy in the chair. Um, I absolutely love the relationship <laughs> between Ned and Peter in... And again, I'm not very familiar with the comic book, so I'm not sure how if Ned is even a character in any of the comic books. I think books. he's a combination of two characters. I can't remember, though. So let's just stick to the movies. Yeah, so I, I, I'm only speaking strictly from the MCU because <laughs> that's all I know. Um, I absolutely love, first of all, the way that Ned finds out <laughs> because he drops, he drops the Lego Death Star and, like, a part of my soul just, like, split... Like, I, my heart broke. It was the saddest thing that I've ever witnessed on screen. Did you know that screen. they had to have four on set? <sighs> Do you know how expensive Do you know how Lego long it probably is? took that intern to make that, make all four of those? I'm sure it wasn't one person. I know, but still, do you know how long it must have taken them? Like, I can just picture the PAs in the back, like, putting together the Legos. It just makes me the saddest because, like, I'm dying for that Death Star Lego set. Like, dying for that Death Star Lego set. I also... Money is a thing, so I don't have it. Um... And, and yeah, so just the the way that Ned finds out and, like, immediately is just, like, I want to help. Like, I want to be involved. I want to help you in whatever. I'll be your guy in the chair. Like, I want to help you however I can help you. And then even leading into, like, Far From Home, when... (laughs) when uh like he kind of goes off because he gets a girlfriend so he kind of ignores peter for a bit which like is such a typical like high school boy thing to do and um but when when he thinks that mj uh knows like or doesn't know and she he's trying to like cover for peter and like (laughs) and she's just like i know i figured it out (laughs) which mj is another a whole other thing because like i like mj especially the MCU version, like Zendaya's MJ, mm-hmm. as a sidekick more than a love interest. Yeah. Um, because I think she she hits that, like, Hermione and Annabeth Chase, mm-hmm. like, she's, like, smart and, like, figures stuff out and, like, found the little projector thing um, in Far From Home and is just, like, the one that's kind of piecing everything together. And, and Peter and Ned are just like, huh? yeah they're Um, the himbos yeah (laughs) and it's just like so i i really like this iteration of her versus like maybe the um toby mcguire i was gonna say kirsten dunce yeah the toby mcguire um spider-man where chris kirsten dunce kirsten kristen kirsten is it kirsten positive okay uh yeah her version of mj is definitely more damsel in distress mm-hmm. mj which i'm not a huge fan of um i i like zendaya's mj as a sidekick more than a love interest and i think that you can kind of do both now mm-hmm. which i Absolutely. think is great i think that the concept of yeah peter is attracted to her they both have feelings for each other but that doesn't mean that she can't kick butt and like help him kind of in the same way that pepper helps tony in endgame you know and pepper suits up and like fights 
the Shikar, Sh- Shatari and, and Thanos at the end of Endgame. Well, Annabeth and Percy have the exact same relationship too. You see their relationship grow throughout the whole first series and then the second series, they're like, no, like we will literally die for each other. Like my one true love. Oh God. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. I know I know you tried them and you didn't like them, but they're, it's just so good in I that didn't. aspect. They weren't my cup of tea. That's fine. They're middle grade. Um, And so I, I agree that it's like, it's one of those things where like they can be... Both. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be gross. <laughs> like you can well, still be best friends. Yeah. No. And it, it, it's this thing where like, you know, you talk about um kind of the growth of fiction and you know pop culture and stuff where we're now finally having more female representation and like more strong female characters and i think specifically if we're talking the transition of kirsten dunce's mj to zendaya's mj like or even with gwen in the middle yeah yeah i think shows the progression as well yeah i i think that um that i think we're we're finally heading into this good this like amazing place where just because you're the love interest it doesn't mean that you have to be the damsel in distress and disney does a really good job at that has been doing a good job Mm -hmm. at that you know with frozen and moana and even rapunzel which has more of a a love story but rapunzel still like saves herself you know and and um i mean like a brave that's the whole story yeah exactly um so yeah ned is a great i think comedic like comic relief which is funny to me because i think I find Peter funny. Yeah. So like, because uh, Peter's sarcastic and and um, just witty and and really funny. So I think having the double comic relief for me like is one of the reasons why I love Spider Man so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and even talking about Miles Morales, I can't remember. He also has a guy in a chair, one of his friends who knows who he is, at least in the video game that I'm playing. Um, <laughs> and and it's just that that kind of same thing. They just have this like high school boy like witty banter about them mm-hmm. and it's just like it's funny and it's exactly what like they need considering that you're talking about peter parker's what 17 16 i know in the homecoming he's 15 okay so 16 in far from home yeah maybe, maybe. um uh god only knows with the snap and all of the, the yeah because technically like in years he would have been 20 but he also was blipped, blipped. so yeah so um teen he's in his teens you know he's in high school you know so you have this like child because he's a child who then has all of this responsibility and has you know this like want to do good and like be a hero and all of this and obviously causes him to feel like he has the weight of the world on his shoulders so of course you give him a funny best friend who is his sidekick who lightens the mood, who, like, is in his ear while he's, like, fighting uh, Birdman. What What's his name in the Spider-Man movies? Some I don't bird. remember. It Vulture. is a bird. Vulture. I'm like, he's from Birdman. Um, <laughs> uh, you see that, like, perfectly in that conversation that they have when they're crossing the street, and Peter is telling him, and he's like, so did you get bit by a spider? So did you, like, and he goes down, like, all of the superheroes. Yeah, he asks all the questions. Yeah, and that's when you kind of get the, like... I don't know. Like you that's like the perfect representation of their characters 
Yeah, and it's it's the same it's the same kind of relationship that you see in Ant Man with Luis. Yeah, it's that same like because uh, Scott Lang is funny, right? Like that's yeah. his whole thing is that he's like just like a big old dummy and he's really funny and he's really again like just has a very quick wit about him. But you see kind of the like looking at it from like more of a naive perspective, yeah. mm-hmm. I guess, in the mm-hmm. sidekick, um, in Luis, in Ned, where they're just like, I want to know all the things and I want to <laughs> help you in whatever way I can. Yeah, you know, just because like you want it's kind. Kind of like what you were saying in the beginning like they don't necessarily want to be in the spotlight but they do want to like help and like yeah. want to they want to be a part of, like, of it they want to be a part of it and they want to do good in, in the way that they can mm-hmm. um it's so, always yeah. the human character which are always my favorite i know speaking of there it is we are going to talk about my favorite character in all Alex Claremont is pretty close, but um, in all of media, and that is Style Stalinsky from the television show Teen Wolf. Um, he is the human in in like every supernatural show or any not like the show Supernatural, but any show about supernatural things um, or any like superhero show. There's always the human. It's always the person that like grounds them. Um, Styles is that character. He is the sidekick to Scott McCall, who is the teen in Teen Wolf. Like he, he is the main character. He is uh, the werewolf. He is the werewolf. Um, and it's actually Styles that figures it all out because he's the smart one. Um, he's the one that is always like he's definitely the comic relief. Which again, like you talked about, I just realized like Scott's pretty funny too, but kind of in like a dumb guy kind of way. Scott is definitely more brooding. Yeah. Than, but, but he's not. Oh no, and I mean, he's, he's funny in like this. He's stupid kind of way. Like he doesn't yeah. get a lot of it. No, like I feel like his situation. He's situationally yeah. funny because yeah. he's an idiot. And, yeah. And Styles is like purposely funny. Like he's yeah. again sarcastic and has great quick wit and is just like a funny person. Like one of my favorite like lines from all of it, which I feel like just sums up Styles perfectly, is. Um, there's a character named Lydia who finds a dead body and uh, she calls Styles and Styles comes and gets her and they hear sirens in the background and he goes, wait, you called the cops? And she goes, yeah, I called the cops before I called you. And he said, you called the cops before me. And she goes, am I supposed to call you first before I call the police? And he goes, yes, like you were the you were supposed to call me. Um, and I feel like like that's such a perfect sidekick thing where he's like, I can't handle this, control the situation and help you if you don't let me. It also makes it funnier if you know that that um, Styles' dad is like the, the police. police. Yeah. <laughs> and like he's always the funny one and is always the one like he's the one who figured out that um, that Scott is a werewolf. Like every time in every season, he figures out who the villain is. He figures out what the problem is. And everyone's just like, ah, oh, it's just Styles. It's just Styles being Styles. It's just Styles. He's just the human. Um, and he's always right. Like he, like he literally has like a bad feeling about a guy in the first season. And in the second season, he's the bad guy. Like it's just. He's the perfect sidekick because he's like, why doesn't anyone listen to me? Like, I just want to help you be brooding werewolves and save the world as many seasons as we have. A lot, by the way. There's like seven or six. Um, He's like, I just want to help you save the world. And you're not helping me do that. So y'all need to get it together and 
give me all of the information and I will solve this for you. And he's one of those characters that like everyone thinks is stupid because he's kind of like... He's goofy. He's the yeah, funny he has, guy. He, he like canonically takes medication for his ADHD. Like he's that character that's just like bouncing around and stuff. But he like is so intelligent and like figures out things so quickly that everyone else is like, what? <laughs> so like um, he's just he's just the funniest character and, and is a perfect sidekick to this werewolf that like is just a little dummy. He just doesn't get it. And he just has so much power. He's the most powerful werewolf in like 100 years or something. I don't remember. And so like, I just would love to be a Styles. I just want to solve all of the problems and everyone else take the credit for it. <laughs> but he is my favorite sidekick of all time. Um, he does not ever really become the hero. He becomes the villain at one point, but he doesn't become the hero. Uh, so he's like the perfect sidekick. And everyone should watch Teen Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sure. Amy doesn't agree. She watched all of it. <laughs> I watched. So when Becca and I became friends, she was like, I really think that you should watch this. This is a very important show to me. I love Teen Wolf. You should watch it. So I sat down and watched all seven seasons of Teen Wolf. Mind you, Becca hasn't finished Teen Wolf. No. Um, and I was just Styles like. Styles leaves. Why do I care? <laughs> doesn't he like join the FBI or yeah, something? Yeah, he becomes a cop, which I'm still <laughs> mad about. Why is he becoming a cop? Anyway. Because he figures stuff out. I know. You literally just said why. I don't want him to be a cop. I want him to be a rebel. Nah. Yeah, he does join the FBI. And that's when you he, learn his first name. Mikoslowski. Mich- that's why he goes by Styles. That's fair. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't watch any of it. And Eni was like, I mean, it was fine. <laughs> the last season was horrendous. But yeah. Why do you think I haven't watched it? Season three? Second half of season three. Best best half season Is of television Is that Evil ever. Styles? Yes, Void that is Void Styles. styles. <laughs> best, best half season of a television show ever. And if it wasn't in MTV, it would have won awards, but it was on MTV. Dude, the acting would not have, that Dylan O'Brien not, did was not. absolutely incredible. I will send you clips. I'm sorry, this is not our show. I shouldn't be getting angry on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually that season definitely proves your point because it yeah. takes everyone forever yeah. to figure out what's going on. And it's because Styles is the one that is like So not only is he the bad guy, but he's so good at being a sidekick that he leads them all astray because when he's not being mm-hmm. the bad guy, he's showing them other directions. It's so exactly. good. But yeah, Style Stalinsky is the greatest television character of all time. Okay, so I want to kind of take one off of, or not one, but I want to take a topic off of your list. Okay, And I want to kind of end the show of with both of us talking about this. I want to okay. talk about the Disney animal sidekicks. Okay. So when I think Disney animal sidekicks, I think... Sebastian and Flounder from Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Abu from Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, I, I see the ones that are on your list, and I agree with all of them, so I'll let you keep those. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, everyone, ha- like, I feel like they all have animal sidekicks. See, but the thing is, is that I feel like there's a difference between them having, like, an animal with them. Like, I don't think Hey Hey's a sidekick. Oh, no, no, no. Absolutely but, not. Which people loop him and the pig into this, this conversation. Yeah, Pua. Into this conversation. Um, I think that in order to be a Disney sidekick, like, they have to have an actual hand in the storyline. Um, which, like, I guess Hey Hey does, but he doesn't 
do it intentionally if that makes sense yeah i i don't know that i necessarily like hey hey as an animal sidekick i definitely think like specifically like the renaissance movies like you talk about flounder flounder and sebastian are definitely ariel's sidekicks you know they without kiss the girl like who knows how that would have gone with her and eric you know um and flounder is just like her her like her bff um and abu is aladdin's right-hand man like (laughs) as a monkey as an elephant it doesn't matter like yeah he's the he's the troublemaker too exactly and he he's you know he is aladdin's buddy when he's you know just a little petty thief in the market you know like helps him out and and like that's his guy um we can definitely talk about tangled because I see that you have Max written down. Yeah, Maximus. But also Pascal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Pascal is her best friend. Pascal is um, Rapunzel's best friend, literally her only friend, because she lives in yeah. a tower by herself. But even when they leave the tower and, you know, uh, meet Eugene and or Flynn Rider, whatever, um, and go through that whole adventure, like, she, he's still watching out for her the entire absolutely. time mm-hmm. and still gives um, Flynn, like, dirty looks all the time. And it's, like, the cutest thing. I love Pascal. He's my favorite. Well, because I was thinking Maximus more for uh, Flynn. Yeah, absolutely. It's, like, his sidekick, especially... Enemies to sidekick. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, enemies <laughs> to best friends. Um, like, he is the... S- I think he's the sassiest out of all of them, which is hilarious because they're always sassy. Like, yeah. they're always given side eye. They're always, like... I just... Like, I just think Max and Pegasus, to me, from Hercules, kind of give, like, the same vibe. Like, mm-hmm. they have the same... They have, like, the same job, I guess. Um, yeah. Pegasus is my favorite out of all of them. Uh, Hercules is my favorite movie. Uh, well, my favorite Disney movie. Um, Renaissance Disney movie. Yes. Um, and I just think that... Is Hercules considered Renaissance? I don't know if it's considered Renaissance, but we know what you're talking about. Like that era. Like my childhood, I should say. Because um, like Tangled isn't from my childhood. Yeah, I, was, I was in my teenage... In my teens. Um, I definitely see Maui more as Moana's sidekick. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I just want to point that out. Yeah. Um, But I think that, like, their direct influence is what moves the story along, and that's kind of what pushes them along. Mushu, definitely, and the cricket. Well, I mean... um, I mean, Musha is legitimately, like, her guardian angel. Like, that's yeah. the whole thing. Like, it's her guardian, like, from her ancestors was, you know, sent this little liz- lizard dragon. So, <laughs> absolutely, like, 100% the best sidekick and the cricket. Is it Lucky? I think it's Lucky. I don't know. I know he is Lucky. Yeah, I think, I feel like they just call him Cricket. I like it because Mushu and the Cricket are very much like C-3PO and R2-D2 uh, because no one can understand Cricket. Yeah. And Mushu talks. And so it's just them talking to each other off to the side all the time. And I yeah, love absolutely. it. So, or even well, Han and Chewie. Like, the same thing. No one understands yeah, Chewie. Yeah. Um, it's oh, kind Han of, is definitely a sidekick. Yeah. He's Luke and yeah, Leia's he's, sidekick. He's, I mean, I feel like he's an anti-hero. True. I don't know that he's necessarily a sidekick. I think he's more of a just, like, not a hero. Yeah, I don't... I guess you're right. He, I don't see him as a sidekick either. It's more just, like, he's part of the crew. Yeah. Because there was a there was a lot, so I tried to think of like things outside of like the stories that Casey and Valerie talk about. If that makes yeah, sense, yeah, that's so fair. Can, 
like I tried to think of things outside of that. So I was thinking of like my favorite book series. So I was like, oh, The Maze Runner, because I was thinking about Dylan O'Brien. Um, and I was like, <laughs> well, none of them are really the sidekick because they all kind of work together. Um, that was another reason why, like, originally I didn't think of Alex Claremont Diaz as like a hero, because I was like, well, it's kind of like him and Henry until you like brought up your point. And I was like, yeah, you're right. He's a hero. My favorite hero. That's fair. I, sh- I need to go read it right now. Next time we do an episode on henchmen. Who would be the henchmen? Uh, LeFou from Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Um, Stormtroopers. Stormtroopers or... Kronk! <laughs> Kronk would be a henchman. I just got so excited. <laughs> Kronk would be a henchman. Um, I'm trying to oh think. Oh my god! Paka! He's a sidekick. Paka is a sidekick. It's funny because the animal is the hero. See, I don't know. I don't know that necessarily he's a sidekick. I feel like it's more of a buddy cop, like a buddy, like a partnership. I don't see him as a hero, though. I mean, he saves his village. Yeah, that's true. That's that's kind of where it's difficult, specifically when you're talking, you're not talking spe- like about superhero movies who have a clear defined sidekick. Like Robin mm. is Batman's sidekick, you know, Incrediboy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's kind of difficult to differentiate Barnacle Boy, Mermaid Man, and Barnacle Boy. Yeah, um, it's 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 sometimes hard to differentiate like a story that it's like a clear hero and sidekick, and a story that's just like a main character and their best friend. Is Patrick from SpongeBob? Would he be considered a sidekick? I think so. I never seen SpongeBob, and by I think the, he's I think he's definitely that. falls into that like comedic relief. So where would Squidward? He's an anti-hero. Squidward's then, definitely like he's not a he's not a straight up villain, but he just like he's like Delilah, my dog, who just wants nothing to so do confused. with it. I was so confused. I was like Delilah, who? <laughs> Delilah's my dog. I recently got a new puppy, and my 11, 13 year old dog is just like, no, I want nothing to do with this puppy. Goodbye. And it's basically it living her life room. like Squidward. Exactly like Squidward. Um, for those who watch SpongeBob, um, I don't know. I it, I think it's really hard when you're talking specifically like fictional semi-realistic because mm. like we talked about um, Princess Diaries. We talked about um, I guess everything else is kind of well, like no, yeah, everything else is either fantastical or like uh, supernatural. But specifically when you're talking about like human characters mm. that are human. It's really hard to say, like, oh, yeah, this is the clear sidekick versus, oh, no, that's just, like, their best friend. Yeah, because if Peter didn't And they have, could be both. If Peter didn't have superpowers, like, he would just be his best friend. Exactly. But, and, and Ned is, to be clear, Ned is Peter's best friend. Ned is Spider-Man's sidekick. Correct. Just to be clear. So, yeah, I guess, I guess we should, we can start wrapping up. Well, Eenie, before we get into Hello from Elsewhere's um, information, where can people find us? Well, like we said probably eight times during this show, we host a podcast called Sincerely Us, a podcast for the casual musical theater fan. We have new episodes every Wednesday available wherever you get your podcasts and on Spotify. We are also a member of the WBNE podcast network, um, so you can find all of our information at wbne.org. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SincerelyUsPod. If you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, you can follow me at underscore eeniemeeny. That's I-N-Y-M-E-E-N-Y. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Becca Eddowes. B-E-C-C-A-E-D-D-O-W-S. You can follow else... You can follow... (laughs) 
You can follow Hello From Elsewhere across all social medias, I believe, at Elsewhere Pod. Um, you can also become a patron of Hello From Elsewhere at patreon.com slash hello from elsewhere. Uh, at the $3 tier, you get to hang out with us in the WBE Discord, and it gives you access to an entire Discord that is for all fans of WBE and their creators. And it's a lot of fun in there. Um, we talk a lot about my favorite channel is the Books Channel, and we just talk about books all the time. And um, there's also like a Disney channel. <laughs> But like a channel about Disney. Um, that's called the Disney Channel. That's called the Disney Channel. <laughs> um, and there's just it's a channel for everything pop culture, and it's a lot of fun in there. Uh, Hello from Elsewhere is a proud member of WBNE. We there are a bunch of different shows on the network, and here's a preview for one of them. Hi, I'm Carrie, and I'm Jade, and we're the Curly Critics. We talk books, movies, and TV shows, and whatever else we want to talk about. Don't forget musicals. We're just two childhood best friends who got bored during the pandemic and decided to create a podcast. Join us as we talk Star Wars, our high school English teacher, our collective childhoods, and of course, pineapples. You know that's right. Listen every other Monday wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to have a magical day. All right, Eni, we've got to go because our main character is getting way too far ahead of us and we don't want to be left behind. So on that note, happy beeps. Happy beeps. From WBNE.